This is Sports Best, presented by Repost and on the Reposted Podcast Network, coming at you like the new mail carrier, welcoming you to the neighborhood when you've been here for about 10 months. He is Larry. I don't know what day it is, Olson, and I'm Andrew. We've met four times already, Keller. Larry, have you met your new mailman yet? You moved recently. I met uh, mine yesterday. Really? Yeah. She, uh, she walks months? up to me and said, welcome to the neighborhood. I've seen you before. I didn't the, like uh, it. The UPS guy where I used to live was an absolute celebrity, and everybody in the block knew him. Casey, I've moved. The new UPS person is not as much of a celebrity. Wow. Because everyone was excited to get packages, or they like Casey would hand out gifts? What was that? I feel that? like I've heard this myth that UPS people, the sooner they get their route done, they can get off work. Casey uh-huh. would sit and talk with you and ask you about your day and wow. was in no rush whatsoever. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, all Casey. right. We have week two of the NFL yes. in the books, and we have a lot more predictions of what's going to happen. And uh, we get this rundown from USA Today. We got it last week. We get it again this week. And I have a question for you. I think, well, what do you think of the four major U.S. sports is most team-based? Like, which requires team effort the most? I would have to say football. I would agree that it's football. And as I'm going through this, there's a lot of uh, singular things. And I think a lot of people like to hang singular efforts on people. Like right now, Tom Brady's 9-0 and against the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Well, I'm, He's also been on a team of 56 other people for his career. I think he's played 300 games. And he's only played the Falcons nine times is more crazy to me than the fact that he's 9-0 and against them. Um, anyway, Lamar Jackson had his first win against Patrick Mahomes over the weekend in four meetings. And um, Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, Urban Myers, 0-2. He has never lost more than two games in his seven seasons at Ohio State. So everyone since last week has been pushing that Urban Meyer is not long for the NFL. But uh, it was a good weekend. How did the uh, Spite Cowboys fantasy team do? Uh, we're not doing so well. We're not uh, to a great start. Speaking of which, I, I was watching the Cowboys uh, Chargers game, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute. How does Ezekiel Elliott's Elliott's backup have more rushing yards, Tony Pollard, than Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, 109 to his 71. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott's making an average of $15 million a year. Like, Woo! so is that a, like he's just getting the better calls when he comes in, or is Zeke not playing well? I mean, uh, I guess that's going to be answered the next couple of weeks, but it kind of seems like uh, maybe all the goofing off he did during hard knocks uh, caught up to him. I don't know. It could be. I mean, there's also fluke weekends but uh so far i i'm not saying that uh, ezekiel has earned his massive contract second only to christian mccaffrey i feel like tony pollard's angle is that he's owned by two-way yo otherwise known as uncle kirk in the fantasy league and so he wants to perform for his manager um <laughs> I, I like statistics i love this one since sean mcveigh took over in 2017 the rams are 37 and 0 when they have the halftime lead I thought that's, that was pretty impressive. Uh, those are always strange to me, but yeah, that's nice. Um, I count it. Uh, did you see the end of the Ravens uh, Chiefs game where uh, John Harbaugh decided to go for it on fourth and one with the on his own forty three? Everyone's talking about that like that like it's this groundbreaking thing. But one, don't give the ball to Patrick Mahomes. Two, your yeah. defense is second worst in the NFL. 
on points allowed. So it kind of seems like a, a great call, but everyone wants to talk about content, content, content. Well, but so, I mean, that's a rhetorical question, right? I mean, Harbaugh's the coach. He knows what the quarterback's going to say. He's not saying like, hey, I need your input. He's kind of like giving them the old fight. Are we going for it on fourth? Like, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not really saying. Yeah, that was a uh, 100% ceremonial. Because if uh, yeah. if he comes back and says, coach, I think we should punt it. You are never going to start in the NFL again. That's my take. You know, some people like to bet uh, MVPs, the long runners. So Kyler Murray was third favorite to win the MVP mm-hmm. before the season started. He's now, the Cardinals are now two and O oh, and some are saying he's the early front runner. Mm. I, I, eh, okay. I, that's right. He's got seven TDs through the air and two in the ground through two games. He's very good, but I don't think he's going to win MVP. Okay. It, it's early. I, people like uh, shifting the bets around and, and maybe he's a good long shot bet. I would say it's a good Larry Olson bet, but I wouldn't say he's the odds on favorite. Wasn't a great week to be a quarterback. Chicago's Andy Dalton. Texas is Texans Tyrod Taylor, by the way, who's got some very bad luck. Uh, Miami's Tua Tagovailoa and the Colts Carson Wentz all went down. They're not coming back. Raiders Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield both have injuries. They don't know if they'll play this week. So get ready for backup quarterback week in your fantasy league. Yeah, get ready for it. And then uh, the Spike Cowboys maybe will surge. We'll check in. This just in from our is Tom Brady a robot file. This statistic is insane. Five touchdown passes, Brady threw the Buccaneers, 48-25 went over the Falcons Sunday. Wow. Per pro football reference, Brady has thrown 154 touchdown passes in his 40s. No other quarterback in pro football age 40 or older has thrown anywhere near that many touchdowns. Brady's first NFL season was in 2000 when he was 23. He became the Patriots starter in 2001 at age 24. Including the postseason, Brady threw 167 touchdown passes in his 20s. In the middle of the 2021 season, as long as he stays healthy, he's a slam dunk to throw more touchdown passes in his 40s than he did in his 20s. That's silly. That is silly. It's also, I could break it down and say why it's like not that crazy, but it is crazy because he's he's taken good care of himself. I think that's one of the main things that people don't really talk about that much. Like he eats well, he doesn't go out and party. Like he's been focused on himself. I think a lot of times people are, are living this highfalutin lifestyle. And I think with technology and his determination, a little bit of luck, um, he's prolonged his career, which is, I think technology and innovation is one of the reasons we have quarterbacks playing longer. Like, maybe there would be a similar statistic if other guys had 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 different types of careers. I think we're just now entering the the age of quarterbacks playing that long. So amazing by any account, but well, there's not really anything to compare it to. I saw, for the record, he's playing tackle football. I saw Michael Jordan in his late 30s, and he was nowhere near as good as he was in the late 20s. I've watched Roger Federer's entire career he is injured all the time in his forties and is nowhere as good as he is in the twenties. So it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but also there's arguably less strain on the modern day quarterbacks, modern day, not yeah. compared, compared to like the nineties and mid two thousands, because you can't hit the quarterback yeah. anymore. Like he yeah. is, you can get hit. Yes, it is tackle football, but for all intents and purposes, he is not getting the abuse that, playing tennis day in and day out or Jordan was doing. And also I don't think Jordan had the, the medical knowledge or, or wherewithal to be able to 
uh, maintain his body as well as he did. Again, by all accounts, Brady's amazing, and he's a specimen and a freak of nature, but also with the assist science. Or he's a robot. Or he's a robot. That's a, another option. And uh, speaking of robots, Rob Gronkowski is a terrible interview. We had multiple <laughs> requests by his PR people for him to be on the show, and we turned it down because he is not a good interview. He was on the, the Manning Sunday Night Football show, and they asked him this question, and his, his answer was, uh, yeah, I guess. And uh, it was it was poor, poor, poor. And then my biggest uh, beef to pick with Gronk is, I guess he's saying it for content, but the Mannings ask, or he's telling a story about his teammate, Cameron Brake, came up to him and was like, Rob, I have a serious question. Do you ever watch film? And uh, on air, Gronk says, I said, no, I don't. I just run by guys. If I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. That's 100% incorrect. We were watching f- uh, football film all the time in high school. He probably had to, like, it's a requirement. It's not like, hey, I'm just going to show up and not do anything. Like, especially when you're playing with Tom Brady, who's such a student of the game. Like, no, that's just, he's saying that for content. I don't know. Do you buy it? Do you buy that he didn't watch film? It reminds me of the character Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. And I don't think he watches film. I don't think so either. Gronk, you can't be on the show. Stop asking. (laughs) I love this story more than any story we have ever done in our entire lives on the Sports Best program. Aaron Jones... Scored four touchdowns on Monday night against the Lions in a game that had significance. He wore a necklace with a football-shaped medallion that had his late father's ashes in them. It was Jones' first game at Lambeau Field since his dad, Alvin, died at 56 because of some COVID complications. During the win, Jones lost the necklace. He he thinks he lost it after his second touchdown. Quote, if there was any place to lose it, that's where my dad would have wanted me to lose it. So I know that he's smiling. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. But then I read on and he found it on oh, he Tuesday. Did. He's like, I found it. Oh, damn it. So damn it. what does that even mean? Does it, he like, it was, uh, it had wrapped around his neck and was on his back. Someone dropped it and bit, like, that's, that's very dubious to me that you could lose this necklace and there's not a uh, story behind how it was found. He put it in his pocket. Where, where was this necklace? I do feel like he's a player. He could just scoop his dad's ashes on the field and nobody would know in Lambo. Okay. When you die, do you want your kids to wear your ashes around their neck? Uh, I mean, I'm going to let them make that decision on their own. They can or they can. It's up to them. Do you remember Billy Bob Thornton and Ange- Angelina yeah. Jolie when they were married? They wore like each that. other's blood around their necks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that what? seems normal. <laughs> what about if I baked you a cake and just used a little bit of blood in the icing? Oh, I always do that. There's always a little bit of me in everything I make. There's a little bit of Andrew. Everything I make. Oh, I like that. I think it was a nice story. I'm. Uh, there's got to be some kind of crazy jeweler that that uh, specializes in this, or maybe it was yes. just a over-the-counter football medallion. You screw the top off and put some ashes in. Yes. I don't know. That's a. It's it's a nice story. It's nice for him. He uh, he also performed, and maybe uh, that was his good luck charm having his dad with him. So yeah. yeah, I am not someone who can relate to the star Wars phenomenon. It's not even a phenomenon anymore. Star Wars is just a part of the world, but yeah. uh, star Wars is not for me. I've seen, I've seen episode four, five, and six, because I feel like I have to, I watched uh, Lord of the Rings because I felt like I needed to stay culturally relevant, 
but I don't care about Star Wars. I don't care about the Mandalorian and all the things that are going around it. And uh, apparently I have I have a, a brother in this. Kyler Murray, uh, after the, his uh, his game, he said that uh, he'd never heard of Star Wars. And then it was time to get in get in deeper and coach Cliff Kingsbury weighs in and he uh, claims he was heartbroken that Kyler had never seen Star Wars. And I think heartbroken is a little strong. Have you, uh, have you seen Star Wars? I'm, I'm sure you're every single one of them, like five times. Yeah. Does it bother you when people don't like it? Or is it just like, Hey, it sucks for you. Move on. Okay. Well, you said two different things. You said that he'd never watched them. You also said that um, Kyler had never heard of them. He's heard of Star Wars. Yeah, I, okay. I misspoke. He's okay. heard of him, but he's just not that interested in it. I guess one of the reasons it came up, he did an end zone celebration where he sat down and it was like it was meditating and everyone's like, oh, that's like Baby Yoda from Mandalorian. He's like, I, I don't know what that, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so it, he's saying he wasn't mimicking it. I uh, shame on the people who try to get real aggressive. Like, hey, have you seen The Wire? Oh my God! What is wrong with you? Go home right now and well, watch should, the wire. You should. Like, people make it their personal quest for you to to consume some entertainment. Not me. Listen, once again, I'm phlegmatic. But if someone comes up to you and says, "Have you seen this?" or gets, I usually like if I'm Kyler Murray, I go like, "Oh yeah, ha!" Huh? I just play it off. But the fact that he said no about Baby Yoda, that means he's going to get this story. If you'd have just played it off, like, "Oh yeah," huh? but he didn't. That's why we're talking about it. Hey, as long as you tell the truth, it can't be offensive. It's not root of it's true. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I take away from this. Fun story. And, and but- I'm not going to watch Mandalorian after this. There you, you go. You should watch Mandalorian. I'm just going to hang out with Kyler, and we're going to not consume Star Wars. Just a quick little baseball story, a feel-good story for you, Mr. Keller. Reds rookie TJ Friedel homered in his second Major League at bat, his first career hit. But it was a nice gesture from Mookie Betts that gets our attention. After Friedel hit a pinch hit homer, Betts turned to the fan who caught the ball and the outfield and asked for it back the fan because they were in Cincinnati threw it to Betts, who then tossed it towards the red dug the Reds dugout so Fredell got to keep the first home run of his career Betts then when he came back the next inning returned to the fan and presented him with a bat so the guy didn't get the game ball but he got a game bat makes gives me goosebumps goosebumps this overall is a very awesome story Perfect for sports best. It's the type of show that we started, type of story that we started the show for. I want to insert myself into the situation real quick. I'm a fan. I catch that ball. I'm excited. What a great time. Home team, home run. Awesome. And then all of a sudden, a player's like, hey, give me that ball. Is he saying, I'm going to give you something later? Like, I find it, I was just, it just, the thing that stuck out to me is like, why are they throwing the ball back? I get it if it's an opposing team home run, but like that seems like more information might have come out. Do you think he told him, I'm going to give you a bat? What are you thinking? Well, I listened to the replay, and it did sound like somehow that fan knew it was uh, Fridell's first hit. So I think there was some, some – everybody was in on it, kind of, sort of. Okay. I had one thought that may, you might not like is maybe Mookie was like, hey, throw the ball back. We're one game out of first. We're going to have to have this wild card play-in game, and we're going to lose our playoff chances. Baseball needs to restructure their whole playoff system. Throw me the ball, and that maybe is what he said. I, you, that's a wild theory. I'm not going to rule it out. There was one thing also that was kind of nice, but, yeah, it was the, the guy gets the bat, 
and there was a kid wearing a TJ Friedle shirt, and he's like, "Hey, you can take a picture with the bat." I thought he gave him the bat at first, and that was nice. But oh, anyway, that's nice. Uh, it was it was nice. We feel good. Mookie Betts is a good guy. The Dodgers are Aww. good people. Good people. All the good feelings. All the good feelings. They have an asterisk next to the World Series. That's all fine. Moving on to golf. Our boy uh, <clears throat> Max Holma gets his third career PGA event win, and uh, he goes in. They uh, were interviewing about him after. First of all, he hit this amazing uh, shot to chip. Unbelievable. Do you even call that a chip in for Eagle? He uh, he just dropped it in for Eagle, I guess we'll call it. Drop it in? Yeah. So anyway, people are trying to compare him to Tiger, and he, he's he basically in a, a press conference in the end. He's like, I, I don't want to be more like Tiger. I want to be more like Patrick Cantlay, who uh, he said he saw Cantlay in a, a press conference being like, I just need to be myself. And and uh, Holmes like, I just like talking a lot. I don't need to be stoic. And and so he 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 acted like himself and he was successful. I saw this trend that I thought was kind of fun that I don't know if you would be into it, but next time we play golf, well, when when someone's in the tee box, you just uh, get one liners said at you and they try to get you to break on the tee box. Like, oh, you look like a uh, you look like you just woke up from swimming eight miles. I don't know. And then uh, if you get someone to laugh, it's funny. If I had better examples, it would work. But you look like a, uh, a fire marshal who works at a, a wildlife refugee. As you well know, my golf game takes all the concentration I have. So I would prefer if we do not participate in um, funny names while I'm trying to swing because I need funny names. Oh. So uh, the takeaway is you want to be more like Tiger. Well, so here's the thing about Max Homa. As you know, up until this year, almost essentially, he's been known for everything he does off the uh, golf course than he does on. He came to rose through fame on Twitter because he would roast people's golf swings. They would, people would send him the golf swings and then he would kind of roast them on Twitter. He also had like a wildly successful podcast where he would like spill the beans on golfers and fans and all this stuff. And so the big thing is now that he's won, like he's winning, he's really good. Uncle Kirk used to tell me all the time, like he loved the Max Homo podcast and it was funny, ha ha ha, but he never won. Well, now he's winning all the time. And so he says, I'm going to stop doing the Max Homo podcast because I got to concentrate on my golf game. So I'm a little sad that he's winning. Oh, a little sad. You, you, you're selfish and you want him all yeah. for yourself. Yeah, that's it. You're right. Well, we did get a, a note from his people that he was going to be on the show. Um, actually, the same rep that Rob Gronkowski has. But now <laughs> that he's winning, he's not going to be on the show anymore. So there you go. That's he, sad. I do know a couple of people that know him because he's done some local tournaments. And they've all said he's literally not doing interviews anymore, not doing anything because he's concentrating on a game. So... It makes me happy that he's like not discriminating against like small time podcasts and big time radio shows uh, that he's really focusing on his game. And obviously he is because he's winning side question. We don't know too much about the rules and regulations of being on the PGA tour, but how come he can just ignore interviews and um, Naomi Osaka gets uh, skewered for saying, I don't want to do interviews. That well, seems like a, he's doing the required, the required interviews. post golf tournament interviews he's just not doing podcasts and radio shows because mm. he's focusing on his game i see by the way see. max homa cow golfer Mexico, you know uh, public institution. Well, speaking of podcast interviews next week we're going to have half marathon winner omar ahmed on the show yeah. to talk about his win. <laughs>
We have a new audio setup, and when you talk over the thing, I can't understand you. I, know, that's I, love, that's, I do it every. I always do that. I well, like, I used to always be able to understand you, and we've made some changes, <laughs> and now I hear. Whoop, 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 whoop. So I do it. Oh. Anyway, this guy in England signed up for a 10K, made a wrong turn at Albuquerque, <laughs> ends up running the half marathon, and wins it. And, uh, Oh, wet blanket. Paul Foster, the chief executive of the race, said rules are rules. In this case, we're going to have to disqualify Omar. So this guy accidentally wins a half marathon, doesn't get credit. Makes me think of a couple of years ago, my family did the turkey trot. And one of my aunts registered everyone. And she registered her sister-in-law and lied about her age because she didn't think she would want people to know how old she was. And uh, because she did that, she didn't win her age group. Like she won her age group, but wasn't registered as that age. And so she didn't get the win. Your aunt's dirty. It is real dirty. That's dirty. Anyway, I, that's why are you signing up for the 10K if you're qualified to win the half marathon? Or was it just a bunch of schlubs running this thing? Is well, uh, He had a personal best of 63 minutes for the... 13.1 mile run. Decent. You know, this sounds like a cute story or not cute, where depending on how you look at it, but there's like all these like dark web people out there who try to cheat the marathon system who like enter, like make wrong turns. Uh, cat picks them up. They go to the front. Like this is like a whole thing out there. People trying to cheat the marathon system. Yeah, I guess so. I think for the ones that actually matter, they, have they have like a a lead motorcycle or they're on cameras i don't know this is fun also he claims that he didn't realize he was doing the half marathon till like basically <laughs> the end how do you if you're doing a 10k that shouldn't take you that long uh it's yeah, fishy all right if you're if you uh, if paul foster resigns and you're the chief executive of the great run company do you allow the win or do you do you stick with rules or rules? I'm going to take it a step further, Andrew, and I'm going to kneecap this guy. He's never running again. Wow. Tanya That's Harding or just you're going to shoot him in the knee? I'm going to take a bat and take his knees out as the executive director of the uh, Grand Running Association. He's out. He's out. Never run again. All right. I, I said it a couple times. I just need to say it one more time for effect. Rob Gronkowski, you are not welcome on the Sports Best Podcast. Yeah. We will see you later this week. I am Andrew. Larry, thank you for stopping by.